Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell. And this is Jonah Treeblosser. And welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary, sponsored by local Rotarians, your friends dedicated to service. Each week we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world. People sharing ways to improve your life. And Jonah, today we'll be speaking with fellow Rotarian from Rhinebeck, David Ives, about his adventures in Latin America. But we're not doing that until we let our listeners in on these very important messages. A wonderful idea. After thousands of years, after crippling millions of children, polio will soon be stopped forever. All over the world, people are joining the men and women of Rotary to end polio now. People like Jackie Chan and Jane Goodall. We are this close. This close. People like Archbishop Desmond Tutu. This close. People like you. Be a part of history. Help Rotary end polio now at rotary.org slash end polio. We are this close. For information about Rotary in the Hudson Valley, visit www.rotarydistrict7210.org. Welcome back to Radio Rotary. This is Jonah Trebois, and with me is the exciting, the exquisite, the lovely Sarah O'Connell. Good morning. Why, thank you. You're just saying that because you took the comeback in, intro, right? I know, but suck I wanted up, to give you... Suck up, suck up, I wanted to give you a rest. <laughs> I, I wanted know. to give you a rest. Now, true story, that's right. We right. we work as a team here, we so do. I'm just teasing you. But we anyway, want to welcome... We Who are welcome, we welcoming back? We're welcoming, welcoming Rhinebeck Rotarian David Ives. Good morning, David. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine, but I'm mystified as to how you have time to sleep. Because I'm going to say to for our cl- our listeners all the things you do. You're executive director of the Albert Schweitzer Institute at Quinnipiac University in Connecticut, yep. adjunct professor of international business, political science, philosophy, and Latin American studies, yep. an Emmy award-winning executive producer of a documentary on Dr. Schweitzer, a member of numerous boards, including the Center for Compassion for Children, the Middle Powers Institute, the Medical Mission Hall of Fame, and the Arias Foundation. He was the executive uh, director of the Rotary Peace Forum and hopes to bring a delegation of Rhinebeck Rotarians to the 2015 World Summit of Nobel Laureates to be held in Atlanta next November. David Ives! You're a busy man. I am busy. (laughs) (laughs) And yet, yet, he still has time to participate in his local Rhinebeck Rotary Club. And you and I have, we've had lunch with him many times there. Yeah, yeah, And so, David, welcome to Radio Rotary. Thank you very much. I've been looking forward to this. So tell us, first of all, for people who may not remember, uh, people who are younger than than I am, and in fact, that's actually everybody. Well, that would be everybody. everybody. Yes. (laughs) Who was Dr. Albert Schweitzer? Albert Schweitzer was the 1952 Nobel Peace Prize laureate. Uh, He one for his work in Africa, many people think, but what he thought was his most important contribution uh, to the world was the concept of reverence for all life, which included animals. So Schweitzer was a a, a, um, a concert organist. Uh, he was a, a professor of philosophy and also um, theology, and and was renowned for giving lectures all all over Europe on these subjects related to uh, to peace and also to uh, to human understanding. But then he, he and he was pretty famous. But he gave all that up at at, at age thirty to become a doctor. And he went to what is now Gabon and spent 50 years there ministering to the sick and and, and the needy. And when you say doctor, you mean medical Medical doctor. Medical doctor, yes. And there's a great story. Let's go to the 1950s. 
to Wyatt Earp. Do you remember Wyatt Earp? And why are we doing that, Jonah? Because the fellow who played Wyatt Earp was a gentleman by the name of Hugh O'Brien, who uh, okay. you know, was very, very popular on TV and films. Yep. And um, he went and did a uh, movie special, a television special on uh, Africa. Okay. And he, a part of it was he interviewed uh, Dr. Schweitzer. And Dr. Schweitzer uh, didn't know who he was. And they, they explained he's a big movie star and all this, and he's you know very wealthy. And he took Hugh O'Brien by the hand and said, what are you going to do with all this? And Mr. O'Brien then devoted the rest of his life, and he's still alive, to youth leadership. Yep. And he has a, an organization called the UO, Youth Hobie, Youth O'Brien Youth Leadership. My son was part of that. He got to oh, meet... Oh, of course he we've got heard meet, of that. Yeah, he got to meet Hugh uh, O'Brien, and he had no idea who Hugh O'Brien was until my wife and I broke out in song, Wyatt Earp, Wyatt <laughs> Earp, Brave, Courageous, and Bold, the Wyatt Earp song. And my son looked at it, it's like we were nuts. But he had a great story. Mr. Yes. O'Brien had a great, great story story yeah. about um, Albert Schweitzer that they, they were having lunch in Africa, and there were all these ants crawling on a table. And Hugh O'Brien was going to take a newspaper and start whacking them Whack to em. get them away from the picnic. Schweitzer <clears throat> stopped him, saying, they're God's creatures, too. Yes. Oh. <laughs> and he does a story about mosquitoes, and, and somebody was going to swat a mosquito that was on his arm. He said, that's my mosquito. I'll take <laughs> Which care of in that. Africa is, is a brave thing, <laughs> too, it because that, that can bring yellow fever. But so, he's, he's viewed as the founding father of the environmental movement because of this, uh, because of his ideas on the environment and, and the importance of animals and in water and ecology. So, David, uh, give us a little bit about your background. Um, how did you get interested in all of this? Well, I uh, went to South America when I was 16 and mm-hmm. visited six countries down there and, and uh, was was sh- shattered, really, by the by the poverty that I saw as a 16-year-old. I grew up in, in Ohio in kind of a Norman Rockwell kind of situation. Hadn't seen right. any of this stuff before. Right. And so uh, my dad was a minister, and we decided to visit mission stations down there and we went to a parishioner's home and, and the home was made out of corn stalks and and uh, there was an onion patch uh, for a garden and about 20 feet away from the house was a stream that was the the source of drinking water and the sewage system for oh boy. houses as far as the eye could see mm-hmm. and the guy made money made uh, 500 bucks a a year, uh, taking those 55-gallon drums and putting them on his back and carrying them into the holds of sheep, of mm-hmm. ships. And I never got over that. Why does it, you know, why do people have to live live like that? Why do people have to not be able to eat because when there's enough uh, calories produced to make everybody overweight? Mm. So. Um, and how old were you again, David? 16. Yes, and this has had a lasting impression on you, and yeah. kind of changed the course of right. So when your I was, I, I started to join. I joined, the, tried to join the Peace Corps when I was twenty-four or five. Uh-huh. Didn't get in until I was uh, twenty-nine, and then I went to Costa Rica, lived on the Costa Rica Nicaraguan border, just as the. A war started there, the Contra War, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and I was a community gardens and nutrition promoter. Traveled to 23 schools by d- dugout canoe, by motorcycle, or by horse, and planted gardens. And I worked specifically with pregnant and lactating mothers, so that they could get some some food into them when they when they most needed it. And how long did you do that? Uh, two years. For two years, and then you went on to another good deed or another I was, mission. Uh, I was an associate dean of students at Colorado College when I got out of the Peace Corps. Uh-huh. And uh, then I worked for the Rotary Foundation, traveling all over the world, setting up conferences on peace issues. One of the biggest thrills of my life was to give the polio. Uh, having had polio myself, uh, I gave a vaccination to some kids in the in, in the Ivory Coast. David Ives, we should remind listeners that one of the major... Uh 
outlooks of, of Rotary is the conquest of polio. We've exactly. almost done it. We've yep. almost done it around the world. And um, that's why it's so important and so impressive to have you as a polio survivor uh, helping small children avoid that dread disease by giving those uh, those uh, drops. Yes, and, uh, and as I said, giving the drops in the Ivory Coast was a thrill. But it also made me motivated to uh, help people that are physically disabled, especially kids. So at Quinnipiac University, where I work, we take down our occupational physical therapists, and we intervene in, in, in villages because literally people uh, in other parts of the world look at people that have a disability as being contagious. Mm. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, and, they, and they stay home. They yeah. don't go to school. Yeah. So we go in there and directly challenge that. In fact, one of the, my favorite stories, which I'll do in about 20 seconds, I'll cut out most of it. But, <laughs> but uh, it was, it was, there was a kid that, that had turned out to have the same disease I had. I had another disease called Guillain-Barre syndrome, which made me, turned me into a quadriplegic for a while. And uh, he... That, that's a, that, a friend of mine had that. That's a... That's not fun. Out of nowhere, it's a creeping paralysis. Right. And some people think that's what Franklin Roosevelt actually had rather than polio. People think he had polio at the age of 38, which is called infantile paralysis, that it, it affects children. Mm-hmm. They think it may have been Guillain-Barre syndrome, but my friend, it went up his body from his feet mm. up to about his chest, and then went back down. He was one of the lucky ones. It went back down. It still left him with a limp, but right. uh, not, not everyone is so fortunate. It's a neurological well, right. problem, so, yeah. disorder. But you were saying, David. So you had that for how long and at it what took, age? It took about when I was 40, first in Rhinebeck. Uh-huh. When I, and I and I had a, a difficult time for a while, but I, I, I was determined to recover, and I did. Mm-hmm. But th- that's led me to start programs in other parts of, of the world that will help disabled people function. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so being being able to, we had this one kid come in who was who was being helped by his sister and his brother to get in because he had such a And where were you getting, where was he getting in? Where were you looking? Guatemala. In Guatemala. So somebody came and he was being assisted. Right. And, and so he, he, uh, he, he couldn't move hardly at all. Mm-hmm. To make a long story short, we, we intervened. Uh, he, um, I told him he was my twin because mm. we both had Guillain-Barre. We all started crying. Uh-huh. And then three years later, after several time you know visiting his village several times giving him crutches he took so he, he was able to walk by himself mm. so we were able to so give the a, gift of walking right a success story with the help story. of rotary clubs actually in in guatemala who helped in in, in, in that in partnering that and that's a, again to our listeners who are just joining us that's something rotary is also known for it is a global exactly. organization and so a local rotary club right here in the hudson valley could partner with a rotary club in another country to help and uh, be responsive to some of the needs of that community. So, David Ives, what got you interested in, in becoming a Rotarian and working for the Rotary Foundation? Well, I, I was uh, interested in working and promoting peace around the world. So, there was this job that was open with Rotary International, uh-huh. and so I applied for it and and, and got it. Uh, and so I organized peace forums. They called them the Rotary Peace Forums in about 10 countries before I moved on to a different position. And we uh, also have our Rotary Peace Ambassadors. Right, we do. We have our Rotary Peace uh, Universities around the world. Yeah, we do. And I will just say that right yesterday at my Rotary Club in Millbrook, which I'm um, the sitting president right now, we have a nominee uh, candidate that our club is sponsored for as a peace fellow. Um, so we had a, a nice chat about that. And also 
also to our listeners, Rotary Rotary International is one is the only service organization has an alternate seat at the United Nations. Mm-hmm. And we'll and be what, coming to you from United Nations Day. When will we be doing that, Jonah? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Assuming they let us in. Assuming they let us in after in your November. behavior. After your behavior last oh, year. Dave Ives, David Ives, you going to be down at UN Day? I should be there with bells on. Well, we oh, look great. forward to seeing you. And we look forward to talking more with you after the break. But first, let me remind our listeners, they're in tune with Radio Rotary on the air and around the world by podcast on iTunes and at RadioRotary.org. My name is Jonah Trebois, and my co-host is the angelic Sarah O'Connell and our very special guest, Rhinebeck Rotarian David Ives. And Sarah, who brings us Radio Rotary this week? Well, Jonah... Radio Rotary is sponsored by JGS, your essential partner for all of your accounting and business consulting needs. Please call them at 845-692-9500. And by Salisbury Bank and Riverside Bank, your regional banks for all of your personal, business, and wealth management needs. Visit them at salisburybank.com. And by the featured Rotary Clubs of New City, New Paltz, Patterson, Philmont, Pleasant Valley, and Poughkeepsie, Arlington, New York. And we'll be back with more Radio Rotary. Salisbury Bank and Trust offers personal and business banking, residential mortgages, and commercial lending, trust, and wealth management services. With 13 locations throughout the tri-state region, in Dutchess and Orange Counties, the northwest corner of Connecticut, and southern Berkshire County, Massachusetts, and now including the Riverside Bank Division with offices in Poughkeepsie, Red Oaks Mill, Fishkill, and Newburgh, New York. Salisbury Bank is your local personal bank in your community, making local decisions and delivering the highest quality of customer service. Salisbury Bank is your local bank for all of your personal, business, and wealth management needs. Check them out at salisburybank.com. That's salisburybank.com. Salisbury Bank and Trust, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Salisbury Bank, enriching. Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel, CPAPC, is a full-service accounting, tax, and business consulting firm. JGS specializes in business succession planning, including ownership transition, management transition, as well as family and non-family transitions. The JGS staff works alongside you to solve the problems of your specific business or personal situation. JGS is conveniently located on Route 211 in Middletown, New York. To learn more, please contact JGS at 845 or visit them on the web at www.jgspc.com. Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel, your essential partner in business. It's Southern Ulster Rotary's fourth annual Wheels and Wings Car Show and Fly-In, Saturday, September 26th, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. at Cobelt Airport, Plains Road in Wauk-Hill. Come and enjoy a day full of exquisite cars and aircraft, food and music. For more information, go to southernulsterrotary.org. That's southernulsterrotary.org. Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell, and I want to welcome our listeners back to the second half of this absolutely fascinating show. Jonah and I are speaking with our friend and fellow Rotarian, David Ives. And David is quite the uh, ambassador of the globe, of the world, shall we say. He's a Rhinebeck Rotarian. Um, he is a professor. He's been in the Peace Corps. He is really a peace fellow. Um, we could go on and on. We really don't have enough time to even cover really some is. of the economy. 
accomplishments, really is Jonah, do we? He's really the epitome of, of uh, Rotary's motto of service above self. David Ives, welcome back to Radio Rotary. Thank you very much. So let's talk a little bit about uh, the Albert Schweitzer Institute at Quinnipiac University in Connecticut. You are the executive director. Most people know Quinnipiac College from the polls, yeah, political the polls. So what is the Albert Schweitzer Institute and what do you folks do? We promote the values of, Al- of Albert Schweitzer, the 1952 Nobel Peace Prize laureate on a worldwide basis. Uh, he, he was famous for being a medical doctor working in what is now the country of Gabon, and everybody thought it was crazy to go there because he's, he was so famous as a musician and also as a lecturer and a philosopher. Right. So uh, when he gave that up, people were going, you know, scratching their heads. Why would you do that? But he wanted to serve others, and, and he said that he was going to do what he wanted up until the age of 30 in terms of uh, study, and then after that he was going to serve humankind, and that's what he did. Yeah, well, certainly when I was growing up uh, as a baby boomer in the 50s, though, and people meant do- they, they used his, his name almost as, uh, as, a, as an icon of anyone that was doing good. You know, yes. you'd say, well, what do you think you are, Dr. Schweitzer? <laughs> you know? um, That's true. So uh, the, the Institute, does it have uh, classes for young people have, who want to get into public service? We do have classes, uh, uh, public service uh, cur- curriculum, and we do encourage them to, 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 to do that. But we also take kids down to the Central America and have them actually do service in very difficult cir- circumstances. So we've built about, I would say, 15 schools or classrooms in uh, Nicaragua and also in Guatemala. So right now there's probably 1,000 kids that don't have to study under a tree. Now, talking about building classrooms in South America, you're a member of the Rhinebeck Rotary Club. Right. And you have an interact group of youth. We've had them on Radio Rotary. And they're also building a school down there in Nicaragua. And they got that from me. How about that? <laughs> See, you're, you, you're an inspiration to these young people. Yeah, it's terrific. Quite, it's quite, and, and I just saw what they did down there. To, they just built a, a chemistry lab right. for, this, for this school. And I just saw it about a week ago. And it's one of the few schools that's going to be able to teach real science. That's fantastic. That's so. fabulous. So, you remember the Rhinebeck Rotary? When do you meet? Mondays at noon in the the Beekman Arms Hotel. At uh, world-famous Beekman Arms, where allegedly George Washington slept there. Allegedly. Allegedly. There's some controversy about that. And uh, folks at home, if you uh, would like to, uh, if you're in the Rhinebeck area, stop by the Beekman Arms uh, Mondays at noon and meet uh, David Ives and his great fellow Rhinebeck Rotarians. And if you're in a different area, go to Rotary.org, R-O-T-A-R-Y.org. Click on the Club Locator button, type in your hometown, find out where your Rotary Club meets. Join us for the fun, the food, the fellowship and get to meet great servants uh, of humanity like Mr. David Ives, our guest here on Radio Rotary. So one of the things you also have done, uh, you're on the uh, board of the Center for Compassion for Children. What's that all about? That was founded by Betty Williams. She's the 1976 Nobel Peace Prize laureate. And you so you she, hang around with a lot of Peace I Prize do. laureates. Okay. I do. Well, well I, um, Schweitzer was a Nobel Peace Prize laureate, and mm-hmm. so that has given me entree into a lot of different communities of the Nobel Peace Prize laureates. So Betty Williams uh, won in for some of her efforts in Northern Ireland, and then she's dedicated to children. So she travels around visiting uh, children's refugee camps. Okay. And she tr- gets the, the, them the medical care that we need. That we need. So she comes also to a, what we call a summit of Nobel Peace Prize laureates. Gorbachev in 1998 decided that it would be a good idea to have a gathering of Nobel Peace Prize laureates annually to kind of attract attention to problems around the world, whether it be a war or whether it be poverty or whatever. So we started meeting in 1998. When I came to Quinnipiac in 2004, I invited myself to these 
to these meetings, and mm-hmm. so I've been going ever since, and now I'm on the program committee for the Nobel Peace Prize laureates with the Gorbachev Foundation. So, so our next summit, I would like to make sure that this gets mentioned, is in Barcelona on November 13th, 14th, and 15th. And we have a number of different Rotarians who have gone over the years. I normally take a group of students. There's going to be several, 24 students from Kingston, New York, who are, oh, going, great. Who are going to be going to this. And what happens at these um, places is that they, that they usually get exposed to a person who has done something courageous, whether it be intellectually or whether it be something where, like Jody Williams, who did a lot of work with landmines, mm-hmm. or, or somebody like Shirin Abadi from Iran, whose family is still in danger uh, back, in, back in, in Tehran. So she, 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 and she remains very outspoken, and so I admire these cor- courageous uh, people. And the, the Dalai Lama no, normally is there. I just have to make sure that nobody says hello, Dolly, when when, <laughs> when he when he. Yeah, you know, you, know, you mentioned the Dalai Lama, and I know that y- you you led a street protest about I did. the way the Dalai Lama. First of all, explain to whoever, to our listeners who he is, but also the, the issue with the Chinese government and why you were out there uh, hooping and and, pick, and picketing. Well, I hadn't been out there protesting since uh, since I was in college. But well, that's what, not that long ago, is it? <laughs> no, no, thank you very much. David and I are of a certain age. <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, what happened was that China puts pressure on countries around the world to make sure that, sure that they do not accept the Dalai Lama because they think he's pushing for a separate country in Tibet. Mm-hmm. So uh, when Mandela was president of, uh, of South Africa, they, he let uh, the, the Dalai Lama in. But when we wanted to have the summit, the current president did not let the Dalai Lama in, so a lot of the Nobel laureates boycotted because mm-hmm. to support the, the Mandela family. Uh, so we had to go because we had about 200 kids with, with $2,000 non-refundable tickets. <laughs> so we went anyway, and uh, and what we had we had what we call an indaba, which is a Zulu word for um, for dialogue. Right. And so we, can you spell that? Indaba, I-N-D-A-B-A. And again, it's a Zulu word for dialogue, right. and that's what you were trying to create with right. this event or this happening. So we went. I got dressed, and we found a sheet that is the same color as the, the Dalai Lama's robes, uh-huh. and I wore it. Mm-hmm. And we marched around uh, Cape Town, South Africa, saying the Dalai Lama was here. <laughs> uh, a little bit heavier than he is, but uh, uh, but we we but wanted to make sure we across. got the point across that that Dalai Lama should be allowed to go anywhere. So, wow. You, you know, have had a fascinating, interesting life. I mean, I think I see a movie here. <laughs> <laughs> what are Brad you guys? Pitt are you Brad in? Pitt with Brad Pitt in? playing David. Well, David, you get for, you get to approve whoever plays you. Well, I know George Clooney, so I was thinking that uh, maybe well, he Well, that's a phone it. call. I know. Well, it's, it's two phone calls, but... <laughs> yeah. So, so, seriously, David Ives, uh, executive director of the Albert Schweitzer Institute, outstanding Rhinebeck Rotarian. You've done a lot of good in the world. You've done a lot of things. You've inspired uh, your students and other young people to do a lot of good. But do you ever get depressed uh, saying, gee, you know, all the effort I've put in in a lifetime, and still we have war, still we have poverty, still we have starvation? Well, I, I look at progress. For example, 10 years ago, Betty Williams told me that there are 38,000 kids that die uh, almost every day, and now it's down to 28,000. That's still, an from, appall- that's still an appalling figure. Dying from tons all of sorts things, of preventable, all, all, all sorts, sorts of, of things d- that we d- could, diseases, yes. yes, in developing uh, countries, more or less, I would so say. So uh, what I've been trying, I get, I do get down and kind of upset that I haven't been able to bring peace to the world yet. Yeah. 
but, but you're I'm, working on it. But I am. But also, I look at little miracles like that kid I talked about, who's now able to walk in right. Guatemala. In Guatemala. Yeah. And uh, I look at the the fact that we have a we built also homes for teachers, so the teachers do not have to get out into their home with with dirt floors and step into mud. Mm-hmm. So they don't have to deal with their home, and so they're doing a little bit more. At the, the, at the school. So I look at them, I, I consider them to be like small miracles. So these now, triumphs keep you going. Our guest on Radio Rotary is uh, Brian Beck Rotarian David Ives, who is uh, one of the really great, outstanding Rotarians and a great example of service above self. And uh, David, um, what do you say to young people who uh, are more focused on their careers and, you know, I want to get that, that uh, new car. car garage and all that stuff? What do you say to people to tr- inspire them? to follow in your footsteps and help the world. I don't really say anything to them. I talk to them into, into going with me on trips. Okay. And I show them the poverty that I saw when I was, when I was 16 and that, I went down, down that there. That made such an impression yes. on you. So I make sure that and when I take the kids down there, they live in these, in these, Conditions, in these homes yeah. for three or four days, maybe a little bit longer. So they get to feel what it's like. Uh, to live in these kind of these kind of conditions and worry about whether or not their kids are going to have enough to eat. And well, this is a good time yeah. to plug the Rhinebeck Rotary uh, Club right here in the Hudson Valley that sponsors the Nicaragua Project, which is by the, the Interact by the Interact club in the local high school and every year they have an annual trip where they go down to a small village and they help them um, with the building of the school and the expansion and improving the entire community and when you say that they they live with the people uh, in the community and without exception they come back and say it was life altering. So no doubt you've had a hand in all of that Mr. David. You know what David the other thing the young people said was as little as these people had, they were happy to share were. with our American students, and that made a big impression on them. That's a, it makes a huge difference. Uh, when they see the, the, the teacher living in a home that doesn't have a bathroom, for example, mm-hmm. uh, they, that makes an impression on them. People are actually living like that again. And I just wanted to say before yeah. I left uh, well, that I, any, any Rotarian that's interested in going to Barcelona in November, I'd love them to contact me. Yeah, sure. What, how they hope to get a hold of you, David Ives? Um, they, they can. My email address is David Ives at Quinnipiac edu. Yeah, but better, better spell Quinnipiac. Q U I N N I P I A C, and my phone number in my office is two zero three five eight two three one four zero. So, David, why is it important to help your fellow citizen in the world? Well, I would even focus more on on things like helping the women. There's a there's a uh, saying that give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. Teach a man to fish, you feed him for a lifetime. But if you teach a woman to fish, you feed a family for a lifetime. That's fabulous. David Ives, thank you for everything that you've done yes, for this has people been around the world. And thanks for joining us today on Radio Rotary. You're welcome. And Miss Sarah O'Connell, who do we have to thank for keeping us fed by sponsoring Radio Rotary this week? Well, Joan and David, Radio Rotary is sponsored by JGS, your essential partner for all of your accounting and business consulting needs. Please call them at 845-692-9500. And by Salisbury Bank and Riverside Bank, your regional banks for all of your personal business and wealth management needs. Visit them at salisburybank.com and by the featured Rotary Clubs of Red Hook, Rhinebeck, Southern Ulster, Walkill East, 
Northeast and Warwick Valley, New York. For the entire Radio Rotary team, my co-host Sarah O'Connell, our producer Kathy Kruger, and our Wizard of the Buttons, our great engineer Mr. Jay Verzi, this is Jonah Trebowasser thanking you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again next week at this very same time for another edition of Radio Rotary. And don't forget our website, RadioRotary.org. Hudson Valley Rotarians invite you to support Shelterbox USA as they provide disaster relief aid for victims around the world. Shelterbox disaster response teams are on site assessing people's needs and ensuring that your invaluable support goes directly to those who need it most. For more information and to donate, go to shelterboxusa.org. That's shelterboxusa.org.